Warning, 30 Screams or Less may contain spoilers about movies that have recently been released. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, come back, and enjoy the show. Or, if you don't want to waste your time watching the movie and rather have two random horror dudes watch it for you, we got you covered as well. Welcome everyone to 30 Screams or Less, a horror movie podcast where we review horror movies in less than 30 minutes so you don't have to. Today's movie we're going to be reviewing is Malum. It's directed by Anthony DeBlasi. I think I got that right. When I saw it, I thought it was Anthony DiBiase for a minute. I was like, huh, I know that last name. Everyone's got a price. Everyone's gonna pay. Okay. Written by Anthony DeBlasi and Scott Poiley, starring Jessica Sula as Jessica, Candace Koch as Diane, Jessica's mother and Chaney Morrow as John Malum. So this movie is a remake of Last Shift, which I thought was great. I saw, I would say most of it, but I was like 75% paying attention. I was probably doing something 30 Screams or Less related while I was watching it. But we're reviewing the remake today. The movie's about a rookie police officer willing to take the last shift at a newly decommissioned police station in an attempt to uncover the mysterious connection between her father's death and a vicious cult. With that in mind, 30 Screams or Less starts now. Corey, what did you think of Malum? Dude, I was so excited to see this because it was a remake of, as you said, of Last Shift, which is a film that came out, I believe, nine years ago now. And ironically, this film is directed by the same person that directed that movie. So I figured... You know, same director. They just gave him a bigger budget. This is going to be awesome. Oh, boy, was I wrong. Sometimes it's that nitty gritty that's like, you know what? Just leave it as is. It's perfect. It's good. Um, yeah, this didn't need to be made at all. I, I will say, though, I thought just judging by the opening scene, that was going to be awesome because it was just kids being tortured. Oh, yeah, it was fucked up. That was fucked up. I mean, obviously, this movie had a lot of fucked up parts to it. And just to see Jessica's dad go crazy essentially and shoot the girl in the face and then shoot the other cop. And that's pretty much how this movie starts. It starts off with a bang. Well, it obviously starts off with a clip of the cult and then it goes into that friggin' lunacy. So it does start off with a bang. I do like that. But overall, the movie was like, okay, I wouldn't say it was amazing or anything like that, but we should go a little bit more in detail about that. So Jessica's father was a cop. He killed those two people in that decommissioned police station that she's eventually going to have her last shift in, whatever you want to call it. And he killed the two people, two cops, shot himself. And then the next scene you see is Jessica starting her day as a police officer and making her way to this decommissioned police station where she decided she was going to work there. So she can un uncover what the hell happened. Yeah, it's pretty much the same plot as the original. But like, you know, she decides she's going to try and figure out what happened. I love when she shows up at the police station and she sees the captain, the current captain in the back of the police station, just like going nuts. So you kind of think like right off the bat that there's some weird demonic shit going on. And like she goes up to him and introduces herself and he goes fucking ballistic on her. 
because she realizes who she is. Yeah. The police chief was like, your father killed all of my friends and, you know, everyone that worked here. Yeah, but what's weird, though, is he was just a straight-up dick right away. He went from 100 to 100. He was just right away kicking the ball in the friggin' hallway, going nuts, and then he just, like, reams into this girl. I mean, it's obviously, it's not her fault that the father decided to shoot all those people. Yeah, that's just it, though, like, as you said, he's a dick right off the bat. So that's why I was like, this dude's like possessed or some shit. And that's what I thought, too. I thought that actually he was going to be something like a figment of her imagination or whatever. But he was just a dick. He was just a dick police officer. That's all. And yeah. he didn't give a shit. He didn't care. He's just like, why the fuck do you want to work this shift? And he's just saying all sorts of fucking shit to this girl. It was absurd. It was a like, little over the top. Maybe he was just being a dick because he knew she was starting that night and he was already pissed. I don't know. Do you think maybe he was being a dick to try to get her to leave? I don't think so, because then that would have meant he couldn't go home because she relieved him. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to be in that fucking place. That place is fucking creepy. He said, don't go into that holding area because black mold or whatever fucking shit happened, which we do find out that the cult actually hung themselves in there and all this shit. Like a lot of this shit went down primarily in the holding area. Sure did. Yeah, it was fucking crazy. But I did want to touch up on this a little bit more. So why the fuck would you remake the same exact movie you made nine years after? I think there should be a 10-year period for which movie should be remade or attempted to be remade. It doesn't make sense for him to remake it. It goes back to like Speak No Evil. I mean, that shit came out this year and it's being remade already. You know, big name actor is probably a bigger budget, but it's the same idea here. This dude probably went to like whoever fucking paid up to get this made. And, you know, he asked for some money. It was like, I have some new ideas like the original did so well. Give me more money and like, I'll make it better kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah. Which, no, not always the case. Sometimes the first time around is just the best. Think of like a lot of bands, you know, they put out their first album. It's great. And then the second album comes and you're like, oh, okay. Kind of lost me there a little bit. I know a band personally that did that. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Can you take a guess on their name? The Summoned? Uh, ding, ding, ding. Yep. I'm Jumping. just kidding. Your no, record, I know. All your records are awesome. Thanks, buddy. Uh, no, I love our second record. It's just a completely different beast. Yeah, my friend did the cover art for it. Yes, he did. It's fucking Joseph Malik? Schmokey. Schmokey. Joseph Schmokey. Yeah, he's awesome. He does a great job. I wanted to have the cover kind of resemble Follow the Leader. I don't, yeah. know, if, I don't know if you noticed like the color comparison. Come on, Steve. I know you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I fucking love corn. Yeah. For what? Exactly. I know exactly. As soon as I saw the, like the first image of it, I was like, this dude went for fucking issues. Oh, yeah. I was like, fuck it. There's a lot of Easter eggs in that album that people just don't know about. You actually got Jonathan Davis to do a song with you, too. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, I didn't. I wish. You know, I could have said that and people would just be like, holy shit, that happened. And they'd fucking listen to the album and realize, nope, no, no, no one's there. But me. I know I was trying to fucking make people go listen to it, you idiot. Now you can edit that part out. I fucked up. Edit, edit. You realize how many downloads they just got you and then you ruined it. Yeah, I fucked it up. People would have been asking you to buy copies of the CD you have in the back of your car. Oh, God, take it. Fucking take them all. <laughs> I've got about a thousand of them just hanging out. But no, third release, that's going to be a, a little bit of a blend of the two. Okay, cool. Yeah, yep, yep. It's, uh, you know, we got a bunch of songs written for it. It's going to be solid. So I can't wait. Yeah, know. you're going to make us wait 25 years for this one? Of course. That's we got to do our 25th anniversary of the summoned, of the corn. The summoned. The corn. <laughs> the fuck. Uh, when the fuck did we start? 2007? Yeah, we started in 2007. And, and you have two albums? Three? Yeah. 
two albums and an EP. Okay. Yeah. Which, okay. I mean, Necrophagus or Necrophagus or whatever you want to call them, they put out two albums and they fucked off. Yeah, and I'm still hoping the third album drops before I shit the bed. Yeah, we'll see. Because we know it's recorded. Mohammed keeps saying it's recorded, but they won't release it for whatever reason. Just drop that shit on Bandcamp. What are we, like, why? Why wait? Yeah, I don't know. Just like Blood Has Been Shed. Blood Has Been Shed apparently has a new record recorded too, and we're just never going to see it. That doesn't make any sense. Like, just fucking drop it. Give it out for free. Who gives a shit? Glass Casket decided to stop holding out, but now Dusty's in trouble, so who knows if that's Uh, coming out. God. Yeah, I heard about that. And that's one band I definitely want to see is Glass Casket, but... Saw them a long time ago. Metal Fest. Oh, damn you. Wait a second. I probably did at some point and didn't realize I was fucking watching them. Yeah, they played like the earlier ones. Oh, yeah. I went to a lot of those and you know what? I miss them. I do miss them. Yeah, and they got then they got terrible. Yeah, they really just started getting to the point where it was like, oh, let's just get whatever bands are on tour and put them on this festival. That's what it was. It's like whoever's around. Whereas like before it was like, let's just get fucking everyone randomly. Yeah, dude, Glass Casket played the 2005 version of the New England Melbourne Hardcore Festival. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it's a while ago. Shit. Chimera bleeding through, God forbid. Hey, blood has been shed. Bury your dead. It dies today. Remembering never. The Acacia Strain, Glass Casket. Dude, you were. I was there. You were there. I know. I had to have been there. I probably met you there. (laughs) Probably. Wait, I have a picture of you fucking, like, giving me the middle finger, I think, fucking wearing a summon shirt. Oh, really? I think so. That's probably where we became friends for all I know. But it's possible. We are, yeah, we are going off topic. Actually, we're going way off topic. Okay, I guess we'll talk about this movie again. We'll talk about this fucking shit, whatever. So, yeah, there were a lot of parts in this I thought were cool, but it was a really, really fucked up. And I, I enjoy fucked up movies. Don't get me wrong. But this thing was like, I didn't know what was going on half the time because I couldn't tell what was real and what was fake. It felt like it was all over the place. There were things like, Random bodies just dropping down from the ceiling with nooses around their necks and bags over their head. There were a lot of bag heads in this movie. It was very interesting. Yeah, I remember like the first time we saw them was when she locked that homeless guy up in the cell, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he was Actually, being fucking weird. This brings, wait, wait, one second. So remember when she had the bolt cutters, she was trying to use them on something and then she went to the padlock and she decided to shoot it with her gun yep. instead of using bolt cutters? Oh, I remember, yeah. That doesn't make any sense. No, bolt cutters should have done the trick perfectly fine. Not to mention, I don't think you should just be firing off a gun in a police station. If you funked or not. You well, you're just right next like, to it. Yeah, exactly. You need to have a little clearance. Holy shit, because that could ricochet. You never know. It didn't make any sense. So she blew the lock open and found a picture of her and her dad and then a box full of shit from the initial crime with the cult where they killed the kids that's right it was her dad's locker yeah that was in his locker it was the stuff that was from the investigation like all that shit he kept some of it for some reason why probably because he had some involvement with that cult but he didn't want to be part of it so i know that later on in the movie we find out that jessica was actually baptized by malam who was the cult leader he put his blood all over her and her mother was there and her mother knew about this whole shit the whole entire time. Apparently didn't tell her at all. So this movie did have a lot of fucked up parts. I'm going to talk about that homeless person again, because the first time we see him, he's literally just pissing on the door right in front of the cop. You would think you're pissing in front of a cop like that. You'd get napped for indecent exposure, 
fucking public intoxication, whatever. You'd get the book thrown at you. Nah, she was too busy shitting her pants. Uh, I'd probably be shitting my pants too if I was in a freaking abandoned police station and seeing that. I'd be like, nope, not today. Yeah, at that point, she didn't give a fuck. Yeah, no, I think at that point, you're just looking out for your best interest and being like, I think I'm going to do whatever it takes to, for me to not fucking die tonight. Like, this guy come in and piss on me if he wants. I'm just going to try not to die. No, I got bigger fish to fry. I'm going to just not die. So that shit happens. She's like, seriously, dude. And goes, gets like fucking mopping bucket and shit. And, and then it just starts fucking getting crazier and crazier from there. You start seeing shit like randomly in the background, which we've talked about this before. I fucking love when they do that in movies, like horror movies yeah. where like random shit just happens in the background. It's fucking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. there was a lot of that in this. Yeah, there was one scene in particular where she's just on the phone and they slightly pan over and they show like this girl wearing a hood and it's got like markings on it for the cult it was like a cult symbol whatever it was crazy and then they turn one more time and she's gone so it's little things like that i love when horror directors do that kind of shit yeah it's a nice touch for sure it is a nice touch i love it it's great so these cult members called themselves the flock which did you get clockwork orange vibes from them yeah a little bit they were just a whole crew fucking hanging out having fun fucking i don't know being culty Fucking weirdos. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I got that sense a little bit myself. And am I making this up or was her dad the leader of the flock? No, you're making it up. He was not the leader of the flock, but he was definitely like involved in it. Because I swear the leader was her father, like a younger version of her father. But that's probably just how I wanted it to be. Wait, don't. T- wait a second. Wait, is that true? Holy shit. I think it was a younger version of her father. Because there are similar. No, that can't be true unless her father was seeing shit in the interrogation room because there was a scene where Malam's in the interrogation room and the father's there. Who knows? The father stood up at one point and was just looking at Malam. So who knows? Maybe Malam never existed and that the father was him or shit. They never really went into that. I think your approach, though, that would have been fucking nice. Oh, no. I think that's still what happened. It, it probably is still what happened, but... Half the time I was just watching it, I was fucking confused on what the hell was going on. Dude, Last Shift is nowhere near like the confusion that this movie brought. You need to watch it now. Yeah, I'm going to have to give it a watch, kind of like a refresher, because I do remember some of the fucked up shit in it, but I didn't sit down good enough to really give it a chance, because I was just like, I was doing shit in the background, I was half watching it, and I was like, this is fucked up, what is this? And my girlfriend's like... Oh, it's last shift. I'm like, all right, well, this is fucked up. I'll have to check this out when I have a chance. I just haven't gotten back to it. It's so much better than this. Most originals are, unless you're Evil Dead, where it's like the remake is fucking banger as well. Yeah, but like the worst part is this are fucking the same director. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. You would think the director is like, okay, we're going to fucking do this almost shot for shot. And now that we have a bigger budget, we're just going to fucking pull out all the stops and just fucking go for it. But. I guess not. It was fucking all over the place. It was absolutely all over the place. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Like, if you took some fucking acid and you decided to watch a horror movie and you were like half paying attention, maybe that's what probably would fucking happen. You're seeing all that shit. I don't know. I don't take acid. I'm just saying it was like a fucking, I don't know, maybe a bad acid trip. There was just fucking shit happening all over the place. Something happens to her. All of a sudden, she's ending up in a different room. We're like, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah. You should actually take acid and watch it for science. For science, of course. Yeah. For science. Do acid, watch Last Shift. Fuck yeah. that. Give it a whirl. I'm, I'm good. Dude, when I have too much weed, I get the spins and I'm like, I'm toast. Forget acid. I'm good. 
So do just smoke a bunch of weed, eat some Eddies and watch it. Yeah, have a few Eddies, man. Like when I have too many Eddies, it's a problem. Yeah, I know. experienced it. Yeah, because I was like, I don't think I could fucking do the podcast tonight. Why? Because I'm fucked up. The fucking room's spinning. And you you text me like, what, like 10 o'clock? You're like, I think I'm good now. You want to record? I'm like, (laughs) fuck you. I'm doing other stuff now. I needed time to fucking get over it. I was like, dude, I was trying to make dinner when after I had those Eddies. No, I'm sorry. I took the Eddies and then I was trying to make dinner. And holy shit, was that a challenge? Fucking me trying to open a bag. I'm like, I can't fucking look down. Holy shit. I was fucked up. I was definitely a hot mess express. Ah, oh, man. I wish I had to like witness that. Goldie oh, yeah. Rose got a show that night. Oh, she absolutely did. She's just watching me the whole time. You can see she's smiling. She wants to hold back the laughter as I'm fucking struggle bussing, trying to make a grilled cheese. Yeah. One of the most simple things you were struggling to make. I love it. I was, I was fucking struggling to make a grilled cheese. And I'm like, <laughs> the fucking room is spinning. Like, I'm just trying to look at one thing and nope. Nope, just wasn't doing it. Wasn't working. Fuck, so man. then do it again and uh, watch this movie. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I think I'm just going to be like, you know what? I'm just going to watch this and I'm just going to melt into the floor. And then Eat a grilled cheese? No, I'll turn into a grilled cheese. All right, turn into a grilled cheese and watch this movie. I'll do that. That sounds like a fucking good idea to me. There were some really cool stuff in here. There was one thing that scared the fucking shit out of me. And it was like the stupidest thing ever. It was a basketball hit the wall as she's like gun drawn. She hears the elevator starting to move and thinking that people are going to come out of the elevator. She was probably thinking the girls from the cult. She has her gun there. She's fucking ready for them. All of a sudden, a basketball flies at the door. I went, oh. A basketball freaked you out. A basketball freaked me out in a horror movie. It just caught me off guard. I was like, holy shit. I didn't expect that. Out of all the shit you've watched and we've done for this podcast, the basketball is what got you. Basketball's got me. It's jump scares that you don't see coming because you don't see a fucking basketball as a jump scare. Come on. I'm not going to lie. That scene in the prison cell when she's talking to that guy and that body falls from the ceiling for the first time, that kind of got me. Like you just said, that was one you kind of don't expect. Yeah. You know what? That got me a little bit too, but the basketball itself got me a little bit more. Like the bodies dropping with the nooses around their necks and the bags over their faces. I was like, oh shit. One of those deals where the basketball was like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. It's so stupid. It's fucking the body. Stupid. The bodies were hitting the floor. Oh, yeah. Don't choke on your puke. Oh, no. So, yeah, that part scared the fuck out of me. So the cult girls that were initially part of that sequence at the very beginning of the movie, where one of them was killed, but the others survived. So they got kidnapped by this cult. But once again, I don't even know if any of this is fucking real or not. Supposedly they were kidnapped. She's talking to someone at the newer station. And when she talks to him, he seems like a normal cop. But then he ends up talking about the cult and how the demon is coming or whatever. And so now it's like, okay, the lines of reality are blurred in this movie entirely. You just don't know what the fuck's happening. But there was a scene where one of those girls that was kidnapped was in a room. And she had a noose over her head and and Jessica runs in thinking she's able to save her because the girl's still struggling. It's not like she's passed out, nothing like that. So she picks her up. But then the fucking rope ties tighter. I don't know if you saw this part. I'm sure you saw this part. Oh, yeah. The fucking rope. So she's got her fingers under the rope to give her some fucking air to breathe because I figured if you have a hand under the rope, there's not so much tension on your neck as you're hanging. That's my theory. I don't know. I haven't hung myself lately. So... No, I've never done it. Lately. So, wow, yeah. that guy's got dark. <laughs> Shit got dark. <laughs> Edit that one out. Edit. Okay, so she's getting hung, 
and then the rope starts tying tighter and you watch her fingers just get broken off by this rope. And then, of course, it keeps getting tighter and tighter. An eyeball pops out and then it gets so tight that her head just freaking lops off. And Jessica's on the ground and she gets a nice little what I like to call a blood facial. Yeah, that's a good description. Just blood all over her face. Just blood, blood, blood bukkake. One of those deals. I wish I had that as a soundbite. Ah, uh, dude, did you ever listen back to that episode where we figured out Discord had sounds? Yep. They did not come through. I don't know if you listened to that. I did. They did not come through. I was quite disappointed. I was like, yes, I would love to have this, but nope, didn't work out that way. Bullshit. Because that would be a whole new layer of fucking hilarity for this podcast. Yep, for sure. Oh, man. It was great. You and I were laughing our asses off. I had to fucking cut off a lot of it because fucking didn't come through. It was bullshit. No, it was just dead air. Yeah, it was just dead air. It was bullshit. So she gets the blood facial. Shit's still going down. She's walking all over the place. Bagmen, I'm going to call them bagmen because they're guys with bags on their face. Bagmen keep flying out all over the place. Apparently she's got unlimited ammo. Like this is a fucking cheat code in a Resident Evil game. She's like a fucking, fucking John Wick movie. Yeah, she's got unlimited fucking bullets she just keeps going and going and actually no correction because after she got the blood facial she was shooting up in the air and it actually did run out of bullets and then she got her dad's shotgun and was using that like like it's fucking nothing so yeah like john wick john wick doesn't have any fucking cool down when it comes to his bullet time no no did you watch john wick 4 no i haven't i heard it's we, good we watch it the other night and there's one scene where he gets this like new handgun and it's got a 20 round clip for a fuck? fucking nine millimeter. Okay. Yeah. Why, why not? Yeah. It's like some round. fucking inspector gadget shit. Yeah. What is it? Just a long fucking attachment that goes on the bottom of the gun. It looked like a normal clip. I don't know how they squeeze 20 rounds in it, but yeah, I don't even know how that's possible. It's whatever. It's movie magic. Yeah. Apparently they movie make, magic. They, apparently they make 20 round fucking magazines for handguns yep absolutely so we're kind of getting towards the end of this movie literally it's just a lot of spooky shit happening lines being blurred demonic shit pigs random people showing up a sex worker shows up out of nowhere and she's freaked out to death so we're getting to the end where she gets in this fucking area like she randomly just kind of wakes up not even like falls asleep nothing like that she just like closes her eyes and ends up in this room where you have your members of the cult, and then there's Malum sitting on a throne. She takes a bag off his head, and she sees that it's him, but he looks like he's a zombie or something. So naturally, he wakes up, of course, and then in the distance, you see this fucking demon-looking thing, like he's fucking straight out of Hellraiser with his face spread out, and then he starts walking to Jessica. Jessica's trying to shoot him with a shotgun. Obviously, nothing's happening. And then his face flies off and goes to her face. Yep. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's not me like elaborating or fucking whatever. That's exactly what happened. So his face flies off, hits her face. She ends up back in a hallway. And this is what I'm getting at. It's just fucking all over the place. So she ends up in a hallway and someone is coming at her and she shoots them. So you're thinking, okay, yeah, she's just about to be attacked again. She shoots them. And it turns out she shot her mother. So her mother's on the ground. The cult comes up from behind her. And they're all laughing and like calling her pig and pushing their finger up to her nose, like, you know, signaling like piggy, piggy, whatever the fuck. And she's crying and then she starts laughing. And I don't know if it's like from going insane 
right? She's probably just fucking losing it. See, dude, this movie was an hour and a half of hallucinations, like endless hallucinations. Yeah. So that happens. She shoots herself in the head. And I'm like, all right, well, that's a fucking weird ending. She's just laughing like, (laughs) read some sort of passage. No, what was it? It was the serve and protect. It wasn't a passage. It was the fucking what cops have to pledge in order to be sworn in. It's like, I promise to serve and protect the people and property, that type deal. And then she shot herself in the head. So I'm thinking, all right, that's the end of the movie. Cool. I'm guessing you thought the same. Hoping it was the end of the movie. Hoping it's the end of the movie. So uh, the cult ends up dragging uh, her dead body at this point, what I think is her dead body. They go back into the room somehow where Malum is just fucking hanging out on his throne and she's got her own throne and somehow wakes up. So... Okay, so is she supposed to be, like, queen to Malum? Like, he's got his throne, she's got her throne, and they're supposed to be ruling together? Like, what the fuck? I think that's sort of where they were leading, like, because she's in in hell now, right? Yeah, I mean, supposedly, what they say in religion is if you kill yourself, it's a mortal sin, you go to hell. I don't know if maybe that's what happened. Maybe she just shot herself in the head, killed herself, now she's in hell. Yeah, I think that's what it is. That's what I'll go with. I will say this. The soundtrack is pretty sweet. Yeah, the soundtrack is good. Really good score. Waxworks did it on vinyl. I did not buy it because I hadn't seen the movie yet. And I'm probably still not going to buy it. No, but you buy a lot of their stuff. From what I've seen, they put out some really sick shit. For the most part, I do buy like everything they do because it's all stuff I like. This Friday, they're actually releasing Renfield. Oh, no shit. I wonder how that looks. They showed it today. It looks sick. They got their own machine so they can press their own vinyls in-house now for the first time. That's awesome. And um, they posted a clip of them pressing one the other day. And it's a cool splatter. It's like a pink in it. and Yeah, it's cool. Oh, that's fun. You know, for as much as we talk about Waxworks, I think we should get paid. I know. I should fucking reach out to them. You know what? Do that. Because we're constantly talking about these fucking movie scores. And we're like, oh, yeah, Waxworks puts them out. And we're giving them all this free publicity. We just want some free vinyls. Yeah, I'll settle with our logo on their website. There you go. I'll take that. I'm not a greedy man. No. Hell, just put our logo wherever and we're fucking golden. I'll I'll make like animated banners like back in the day. Animated banners. Yep. Like when people had their own websites for bands and shit. That's what I had. Yep. I had my own corn website. A fan page? Yeah, a fan page. Did you really? I did. And you know what's funny is it got a lot of visitors. I was actually in Metal Edge magazine for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was like top five corn fan sites. And I was there. I'm like, oh, shit. And then I crashed a server. What, from all the traffic? Yep, from all the traffic. Just a ton of people going to the website, crashed the server, and fucked all sorts of shit up. It's funny because my dad loves telling this story. What happened was I was getting so much traffic to the server and he had people coming over to the house to see what he's been working on, for like server stuff. And the server was so fucking slow. He's like, why is this thing dragging ass? And he found out that the amount of traffic that was going to it was just thousands. Just couldn't get handle it. it just yet. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. No, I don't get it. So your internet was slow because a lot of people were going to your website. Well, the server is what hosts all of the data for a website or whatever. So in order for people to go to a website, they have to connect to a server. And on that server is all oh. the files and shit. So you had your own server? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I crashed it. I get it now. Okay. <laughs> okay. So good times. Good times then. I felt a little bit more artistic then when it comes to like web design. I was a fucking kid. I just like making that shit for my favorite bands. 
I dabbled in HTML, learning all that stuff for a while. Yep. And then I had a Limp Biscuit website. Oh boy. And that fucking killed too. I had like <laughs> exclusive shit all over the place. I had the counterfeit video, like the alternate version that you couldn't find online. I had it on my website. I didn't even know there was an alternate version. Yeah, it's a fucking weird version. But uh, I think- Now I, it's on I, YouTube? Yeah, now it's on YouTube and I think that's my, my doing. You owe Fred Durst money. I do. Yeah, I do. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. I hope he does. Fred Durst can be your guest. I would love to have Fred Durst as a guest on this podcast. We can review his fucking movie. Does he have a movie? The fan? No, it's not the fan. It's the one with fucking John Travolta. I want to say it's the fan. Are you kidding me? Nope. And it was like, I guess, Crash. Fanatic. Wait, that was in the last couple of years. It's coming back to me. Yeah, the fanatic. How the fuck did he get John Travolta? Well, 2009. Okay. Yeah. Lovely. Two stars on IMDb. Hmm. Maybe we should do an episode on that. John Travolta. Yeah. As a bowl cut. John Travolta, Devin Sawa. Writers, Fred Durst. Directed. By Fred Durst. So I think that was his first. First and last. I think. Wow, look at that haircut. What is up with that haircut? Right? Bowl cut, dude. That's like straight up hipster cut these days. Fucking weird. I'm watching the trailer like on mute. And I'm yeah. just like, I don't know what to make of this fucking movie. Yeah, I'm looking at it too. That is a weird haircut. It's like it's it's almost like it's a wig. Yeah, it probably is. But Yeah. So. Well, who knows? Maybe we'll review that because what is it? Crime drama horror. Okay. It's on the horoscope. So maybe, maybe we'll watch it. Who knows? But. Oh my God. Metascore 18? Yep. Um, That's okay. my pick. That's going on the Patreon. We just reviewed like the worst of the worst. Fuck it. Oh. oh. Wait, a review? Someone put five stars. Masterpiece, maybe Oscar worthy, perhaps one of the greatest psychological thrillers of all time. Almost definitely. Someone's fucking with us. I approve of good trolling. That's a good if, troll. If you enjoy hooting at corrosive and inept cinema, that is neither worthwhile or giddily irreprehensible, then you might have found a new subject for fanaticism. It's a lot of big words. That is a lot of big words, and I'm just like, huh? Oh, God. Yeah. Maybe we'll watch that. That's a fun one. Yeah, right. that'll, be, that'll be fun to shit on. Yeah. So let's get back to it. Uh, final scores. Corey, what do you give it for a score? So this is getting a two out of five dead kids. As I mentioned a few times before, I absolutely love The Last Shift which again, this is a remake of, but this movie, Malum, is absolute fucking shit. <laughs> Alex de Blasi was given a bunch of money to polish up his own movie and somehow he fucked it up. And I'm actually only giving this two stars because it didn't have a happy ending. That's true. It didn't have a happy ending. I think I mentioned that before and we probably even talked about it in past episodes, like that we love movies that don't end happy. Yeah, yeah because you know what? Not every ending is a happy ending. Some shit just ends. And you're just like, okay, good. It's over. If it's good, if it's bad, as long as it's over, it's over. It's fucking gone. It's whatever. And I'm going to give it I'm a little bit on the higher side, 3.7 out of 5. I wouldn't put it in four territory. I gave credit where credit's due. It was fucking violent. It was fucked up. It was bloody by fucking all means. Was it entertaining? A little bit. I didn't full on hate it. When I watched it, I was like, this is fucked up. And when I watch horror movies that are fucked up, I want to say this is fucked up. And I got a little jump scare out of it. So not great, not bad, but mid. Mid is a good way to put it. Mid, okay. I like it. Mid. It's a mid. So feel free to watch it. I had to rent it on Vudu because couldn't find it fucking anywhere else for free. So I had to fucking pay for that piece of shit. He called it a piece of shit. He almost gave it a full five. You know what? I should give it a 2.7 because I had to pay to rent it. 
All right. Now we're taking points back. Okay. I think that's yeah, a first know, on this podcast. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to shave a point because I had to pay for it. I didn't want to pay for it. I had to pay for it. There's no need for me to rent fucking movies. There should not be. That shouldn't even be a thing. With all these streaming services, I shouldn't have to rent movies. I'm sorry. Oh, you sound entitled. Damn. Fucking stupid. I already paid for those services. Yeah. No, I agree. You don't have to pay extra for something you already pay for. Yeah. So, and you have to rent it 3.7 because I had to rent it 2.7. Wow. Okay. That's harsh. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit, but it's fine. It's a mid movie. Go watch it. Have some fun for 90 minutes. It's good for background noise because you can't pay attention to it. There's too much shit going on. So there's nothing really even to just be like to hone in and pay attention to. It's just fucking all over the place. So put it on the background, look over and go, oh, that's fucked up. And then that's it. So right. 2.7 like out of 5, you like my logic? Yeah. It's yeah. a good background movie for fucked up shit. So 2 out of 5, Dead Kids for you, 2.7 out of 5 for me. Uh, and I think we're just going to leave it as that. But everyone, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Be sure to leave us a five-star review on all podcast platforms so we can get some more exposure. And of course, tell your friends. That's how more people will be able to find out about us, naturally. We're a part of the Shining Wizards Network. Visit ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. They got a bunch of awesome podcasts up there, ranging from wrestling to heavy metal to horror. So definitely check out all the shows that they have on their network. Be sure to visit 30screamsorless.com as well for all previous episodes and transcripts to go with those episodes. And if there's anything you want us to review, send us an email to 30screamsorless at gmail.com or hit us up on social media and use the hashtag 30screamsorless and we'll see it. Also, we have a t-shirt being designed and it will be out eventually. We but saw another it, image of it this week. It's looking real, real nice. Yeah, it's looking pretty sick so far. I'm looking forward to it. Corey, when you go to that convention, I suggest if we can get it fucking done in time, I'll get you one printed out and you can fucking wear it. Good. Perfect. We'll get us some business cards too, because we got to be business. Yep. Okay. With that said, I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. And thanks for listening to 30 Screams or Less. And don't forget to drink your beans and tongue punch your significant other's fart box. Bye. Welcome everyone to 30 Screams or Less, a horror movie podcast where we review horror movies in less than 30 minutes so you don't have to deal with the bullshit that we're about to watch. To... No, I don't want to go with that. <laughs> Good start. Good start. Great Everyone start. just shut it off. Good. I'm glad. They're like, so you don't have to watch this bullshit. No, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, all right. Let's try it again.